0: if you'd open your Bibles with me, ready? It might be all formal in Hebrews chapter 4. And I want to talk about Jesus. How's that? I think we should talk about Jesus in church, right? Some good things. But really I want to talk to you about the living word. is the word and so can you go up a little higher with that a little bit because i'm going to talk loud so it's just you know the lord put this in my heart this week and it was ready sometimes we every week we gather in the back and god always always I say, it again, always confirms what's about to happen. It, it's just amazing to me that when we're praying in the back, I don't tell any, I don't leak information. My wife doesn't barely know what I'm going to say, right? Most of the time she doesn't. Tori doesn't usually know what, she says, Dad, what songs do you want us, want us to sing? I'm like, pick them out, you know. You're here by the Spirit, and then, you know, everything, come on. God's good about lining everything up and putting everything into, into place, so I just want to talk about the living word tonight because I feel like God wants us to enter into this place where Jesus becomes very, very real in his word for us, right? I mean, we want Jesus to manifest. John said this in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, I didn't do anything. was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, meaning a different person, right? The Word. And all things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. And in him was life, and the life was the light of men. and, And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. And can I just say to you that when we begin to talk about Jesus in open forums and in public... Listen, yeah, even yesterday, we were like the 12 disciples having bad barbecue. We were up in Maine. <laughs> it wasn't great. I left like, ugh. But I'm just saying this because Dan had mentioned something about F.F. Bosworth and about a book, and then I said, what, Christ the Healer? And I shouted it out, down, you know, there's people next to us, but I don't need to be quiet about Jesus. If I said some other things and shouted out, people don't flinch. But you say, Christ the healer. And I get, whoops, I get, you know, people snapping their necks. And I just smile. I'm thinking, good, good. Now I've got your attention. Right? And I noticed that the people at the next table, he kept turning his head back. <laughs> when all, of the, all the while, when they were leaving, I said, You know, Jesus is the healer. And he looked at me like, I dare coming, you know, when you're coming at, the, at a deer with headlights. Because the reality is that Jesus Christ, in His Word, is healer. Right? There's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in this Word. And I, I just, I feel like there's some things that the Lord wants, that, you know, we can be, sometimes, I, I need to learn compassion sometimes. <laughs> Because I can just, when I get that Jesus defiance on me, I, sometimes I don't have the love that I need. I get, like, militant without compassion. Yeah. <laughs> right? And I'm saying, that's, that's what I'm saying right now. Like, I need, the Holy Spirit wants to come and change something in my life because I realize that because I kind of do things to poke people sometimes. Hello. Hello. My wife's in agreement, see? I, do, I have this thing and The Lord's wanting right for myself I'm, I'm up here talking to you Just saying I know I need the love of Christ To come on me in a greater capacity Do I know the love of Jesus? Absolutely Does he come out and through his word Reveal his, his love and his compassion towards us? Yes But sometimes when people I can tell That they just got something in their claw about Jesus And then I just want to poke at that thing And not love on it Come on somebody And so the Lord's trying to teach us, teach me, teach you, teach all of us, to walk in this place of compassion and love, that the Word of God flows through us and lives through us, because He wants to show us things in a greater capacity. Hello? And He really does. He wants to begin to open up our hearts so that we can see, so that we can hear, and so that when we speak the things, because I'm going to show you, even in the Word, in in what I'm going to share tonight, that there's, there's this capacity that Christ wants to put inside of you and it's the living word it's himself but it's in the living word that discerns what's happening in people's hearts so let's read this I know I, I know I only started with John 1 but this is going to be my my text there will be a lot of scripture I'm not going to apologize tonight we need the Bible we need the word we're talking about the word tonight I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be you know, like a machine gun with some word tonight. and It's okay because I'm here to preach the gospel. <laughs> should, have, should be filled with the word, right? And so Hebrews 11, Hebrews 4.11 says this, Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest. What's the rest he's talking about? He just got through telling about the, speaking about the children of Israel coming, going through the, the wilderness and being what? It says that their hearts were hardened and here's where with, as the church, right, as the, as the Jesus' bride, we need to grab hold of something because God wants to soften your heart towards what he's about to put into you so that you can release it in fullness, I promise you. And there's something that he wants to do. So let us therefore be diligent to enter into that rest. That word diligent is talking about what being diligent is to do your best and to make every effort. And to eagerly engage, to enter into this rest. What does rest look like? Rest looks like being diligent in the things of God. Right, saying this, no, know, knowing man of God that the Word of God is there to to train you, so you can bring a word to bring reproof and, and direction and instruction. Right, so the Word is there to, to touch us to bring increase in our lives in such a way. So let us be therefore diligent to enter into this rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of what? Disobedience. And then he says this, for the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even into the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Ready? And then it shifts our whole thinking right here. And there is no creature hidden from his sight. But all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. Jesus, we love you. We thank you. We just ask that you open up our hearts in such a way that we can understand and truly grasp the Word of God tonight, that we can mix the Spirit of God with the person of the Word. And Lord, I ask tonight that you just reveal yourself in a, in a strong way. I thank you, Father, that you're here to touch, heal, save, deliver us in many capacities, Father, tonight. All of us need different things from you. And God, you're equipping us to enter in to the rest and to live and walk out. things you're calling us to. So we thank you, God. So the Word of God is alive, and by the Spirit, it's powerful when we encounter the Word. I'll say that again. The Word of God is alive. It's living, right? The Bible, the Word just said that. It's live, and it's living, and what happens is we need an encounter with the Word, with the living Word, so that the living word becomes real inside of us and it becomes why do we why do we stumble in disobedience or in in a in a in a place of deceit sometimes or not seeing or understanding because we can walk around with knowing the word but not walking it out and it's because truth is not alive inside of us and the lord is trying to bring the truth to be very much alive inside of us and the, and the word says here in Hebrews that it's very much alive. It's living. It's moving. It's powerful. There's something that he wants to do in, inside of us. And so I just want you to see he sends out, This is the psalmist says this, he sends out his commands to the earth and his word runs very swiftly. What am I saying? God, the Holy Spirit is speaking clearly he sends his word to you right now. He's sending a word to you. When you're in prayer, he's sending a word to you. When we set ourselves, our hearts apart to receive from him, he's sending a word to us so that we can hear it. And then what? It says that, that the word runs. That means it moves, it becomes active, right? That's what I just read. You know, scripture always interprets scripture, it's so powerful. It's like when we unfold the Word of God, it means it's so multi-layered that God wants to speak divine things to us. And this is the thing that Paul said. He said, I'm, I'm showing you. He said, you've been created for this time so that the mysteries are unfolded. They're revealed. And so Paul wants us to really grab a hold of this because when the mystery is revealed, truth all of a sudden becomes alive inside of us. And Jesus... Who is in the word becomes very active. Because we're not sleeping anymore. We're receiving the word with gladness. Right? Remember the sower. Comes in good soil, and we receive the gladly. So he sends out his command. And then he said this: he sent his word. Ready? Healing. I'll give you, you want the references? Yeah, everyone wants the references. That last one was Psalm 147, 15. This one's Psalm one hundred seven twenty. It says this, he sent his word, he healed them and delivered them from all their destruction. What does the word do? When the word is living, come on, living and walking through you, he sends you. <laughs> he'll send you or he'll send someone to you with the living word. Come on, that people are carrying a word from heaven. And you should be carrying a word from heaven for yourself and for others. Come on, God wants to put inside of you the living, breathing word himself. The one that brings light. The one that brings, right, it said that darkness doesn't comprehend it. This is Jesus living inside of you. And when you begin to speak, and we begin to declare, and you begin to activate what's inside of you because it's all about activating what's inside of you. We can sit with words and we can sit with the thing, the Word of God inside of us and never let it be activated in the people around us. And God's calling this generation, right, to be active. (laughs) The Word is living and active. And I'm telling you, we've come to a a point in time. (laughs) We can just bypass and just have church and ritual or we can be active and living in the word and god's the holy spirit is calling a people to step into this activity not to do just to do and not to run and do works it's to to live and rest like i just said be careful be diligent to enter into the rest of god because he wants us living outside of what he's already spoken and when He's given you and deposited something fresh into your life, the living Word, Scripture. Listen, I say this over and over. We, I love revival culture, right? I love it. I thrive on it. I devour it. But on the same note, I have to devour and love the Word of God. And the Spirit of God comes To you in revival. Come on, in presence. We want the presence. I want the presence, but I want the person of the presence. Right? I want that to be active and moving. I want the person of Jesus to manifest himself, not just presence. And so there's activity happening, and God wants you to be active with the revival that he's put inside you. The life. Revive. It's bringing back to life something that's dead. And so there's, there's an Ezekiel inside of you that's going to prophesy to the bones that are inside of you and wake them up and, and bring them to arise a and, and run and begin to see sin you and, and bese- begin to see the things that God is trying to form all around you and inside of you and all about you. A great army of things. Come on. I mean, we can pull that apart. The reality is he's coming. He wants to be active in your life. So he sends his word to Heal. To heal up the broken hearted. Come on, it's the gospel message. He sent His word, He sent Himself to heal, to release healing, to rele- to activate healing, to activate deliverance because there is no other, <laughs> there is no other answer. There is no other answer. Jesus Christ is the only answer. Holy Spirit active in your life is the only answer and then He's going to begin to do things so that you can see because we're going to get into this a little bit, that you begin to see and know. The Bible says that Jesus knew their thoughts. And so the same Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is now dwelling inside of you. How many have ever been in a room and you know what people are thinking? happens all the time to some of us. And God's trying to get that inside of us that we can... We're living with the Word of God inside of us, the active, moving Word inside of us that brings, right, when we begin to have an encounter with the Word, we have an encounter with the Word, then the love and the compassion and the power that comes with that just begins to baptize us fresh. And there's something that He wants to do with us in those moments, and so He's he's looking for those who who will act on the word of healing and move on the act and act on the word of deliverance and bring the fullness of who he is into that. I know. It's whatever. We'll blow this one up too. So the living word should convict us should calibrate us, should calibrate our hearts because we respond to the Holy Spirit. Are you hearing me? We need a recalibration sometimes. How many need a recalibration every now and then? I do. Lord, recalibrate my life so that I can hear and see clearer, right? And so his imprint, thank you, his imprint on our lives should be sharp and piercing, Isaiah 49 and 2. This is an amazing scripture. How many love the word of God? I love the word. I love the book of Isaiah. I love Zachariah. I, love, I have my favorite books. I have my pet books. But Isaiah 49 and 2, he says, He had made my mouth like a sharp sword. Right? Talking about the word of God being sharp. And it was interesting. I had this. I had this like encounter. I had this vision a few weeks ago of the Lord just coming like a razor knife and just. And if you move, right? I had this picture of when you move, like you try and stay away from that, or you try to get out of it. What happens is it gets ugly. It gets messy, right? Instead of just a razor slice, not that you don't bleed, but come on, if some something something real sharp's coming at you and you scooch and move, all of a sudden it's getting real ugly. Like it's going to chew you up more. What am I saying to you? What am I saying to myself? Don't move. If God's doing surgery, don't move. Just let it happen. Because we do. Come on. As people, we try and get out of what God's trying to do. No, God, I'm trying to get out of this. I'm trying to move myself out of this. I'm trying to... Get away from whatever you're doing right now. You're trying to cut something out of me. You're trying to remove something. You're trying to bring change. You're trying to do surgery, and I'm trying to move out of the way. (laughs) Are you hearing me? And the Lord's saying, just let, just, I'm going to cut. I'm just going to cut. I'm just going to cut. Come on. (laughs) Don't take this the wrong way. He's not an angry father. He doesn't want to slice us up and dice us. Come on. But there's something of the word of God that see what there's something in the first and second great awakening, right? That when people heard the word that was being preached, it caught their heart. We go back to Acts chapter 2. How many like Acts Acts chapter 2? I do. Holy Spirit invasion. Come on. It says that Peter began to speak and they were cut to their heart. That was the living word being just activated in his life. The one who ran away, denied Jesus, is now the spokesman for the dirty dozen. Come on. He's he's the one that's now preaching and releasing the kingdom, and he's bold. And they're telling him to be quiet, and he just keeps going after it. And so someplace where we... Come on! I really feel like there's something that we were at a me- we were at meetings last this weekend with Michael Koulianos and and Brian Garen, and it was that is just fresh, you know, something fresh just was released, and and I just feel like God's trying to bring us back to something, and that's Himself, <laughs> like our ways, our, our plans of doing church and trying to get everything all polished and perfect, I'm okay, you know, we want to be articulate and we want things with excellence, but I really, I just feel like there's this, this contemporary movement of trying to build churches and trying to build ministries that we need to steer clear from. And the Lord wants to just really bring us into alignment with what he's saying for the moment, that's just, just make it all about me and you'll be fine, Right? If we just make it all about him, it's going to be good. It's going to be better than we think. And so we want to activate that in our lives. And so I I just got this this hunger of, like, God, I I need more of you. And I've been through Bible school training. I've been preaching the word for 20-something years. Yet you come to a point where you just, I feel like, I don't know anything. I don't mean like I don't know anything, but you know what I'm saying? It like the more you get into the presence of God, the more you allow Him to begin to do work in you, the more you humble yourself before His hand, the more you read the Word, you realize, God, I don't have, I don't have half of that. Like you're trying to do this scripture in my life, and I've seen men model it, but then you know, this there's, there's certain places that the Lord is trying to get at in the church. And he's trying to get the head first. Come on. I mean, he is the head, but he's trying to get the head. He's trying to get the the past, the five-fold ministry to align with what he's doing right now. And that's just make it about me. Make it about the Spirit of God. Make it about learning, understanding truth. Make it about just grab. You can't understand truth without the Holy Ghost. And you can't get enough Holy Ghost unless you pray. I can't pray enough. I can't find enough time. Come on, last week I was talking about schedules. You know, the Holy Spirit's looking for us to, what's our schedule? Like, revival wants to come to your life. What Can you fit them in your calendar? Can I fit them in my calendar? You better make, I'm going to do it. I have to. I didn't even get, did I even start that verse? Sorry. Sorry. Hello. What's happening? You want to give me the headset? Will it be easier? All right, all right. That's fine. Why is this? Anyway, I'll take the headset. I know. I should have started like that. Anyway, I'll read this verse while I'm waiting. Isaiah 49 and 2, he said, He has made my mouth like a sharp sword. And in the shadow of his hand, he has hidden me. He has made me a polished Shaft. I was going to say, you want to say something? (laughs) I'll give you the pass. I'll pass it off. Oh. In his quiver he has hidden me. That's powerful. Listen, God is trying to form us in an arrow that's being shot. He has made my mouth like a sharp sword. And I'm just, I really have to, I had this encounter and it was at the, at the healing room. So I'm just going to go back into that because I just want to, I, I want you to see something because the Lord comes. Here, talk. Of loose wires tonight. Can you go up with me? That's better. No. No. She's saying no, Dan. No. No. I'm good. All right. That's much better, isn't it? Okay. He made my mouth like a sharp sword, and I had this. I had this encounter with the Lord, and in the silver room, where I told. I was told that there was a silver angel that visited that room. Come on. Redemption. God's good, man. And so I went in that room. I was there with my stepmom and we just went in into different rooms in the in, in the healing rooms. They had this all different rooms that you can visit and people get prayed for all through there. You know, how many know who John Day Lake, John G Lake is? Anyone who does not? Okay, we're well good. One person. Okay, well, John G. Lake, I'll, for ex- explanation. Yeah, John G. Lake was uh, an evangelist at the turn of the um, 1900s. And he he, be- he got hit with the Holy Spirit. His sister got healed from disease. They were seeking he- healing all over the place. And uh, so he got healed. His sister got healed. A lot of his family got divine heal- received divine healing. And then he just went after God. He sold his, I think it was... Was an insurance business. I mean, he just went for it, went over to South Africa, raised up the whole aposto- uh, apostolic movement, which there is there now. And then and then began to, he went back to Spokane, or he moved to Spokane, and it was dubbed the, the healthiest city in America. Hundred thousand people received healing by divine heal by by the Lord. Divine healing. Hundred thousand people, like documented miracles. Powerful. So I'm, we're at these rooms that they, you know, come on, talk about swirly. There was the presence of God was in these, in this place, this building that he used to occupy. They used to have patients and technicians, and they would call them healing technicians, and all this stuff that was going on. But I, I, we went there, and I just, we were there to just receive from the Lord, be trained up, and and this was this was way back in 2004, I think it was a while back, but. The Holy Spirit just began to encounter me in that room and he began to show me the Lord himself just coming up and coming right face to face with me and what would and what came out of his mouth was a sharp sword. And he shot me with the sharp sword. And so I say this to say that the Lord is looking for us to come into a face what, what I said before. He's looking for us to come into a face to face encounter with him. And, and in that he begins to release the word of God to us. And, he, and the word that he speaks and the, the very, come on, encounter that he wants us to come into in the word begins to bring us into a place of expansion and growth. And he wants to recalibrate us. I said that before. He wants to recalibrate your heart because he wants you to respond to the Holy Spirit completely in your life. And so in that, I saw the Lord just to me, shot, he basically shot me right in the mouth with a sharp sword and it went into me and it was like, it hurt. Can I just say that? It hurt, it went, Shh. And then he began to show me about the expanding kingdom and there was other visions that were involved with that but the, I just saw a, a house of, it was the fullness, it was a, it was a silo of grain is what I saw. And what does that speak of? That speaks of all the provision of God being released. And I'm saying that to you because why? Because the word of God will bring all the provision. And I'm not saying all the provision for your life, everything you need for your journey, everything we need to be touched by heaven is in the word of God. It's in him and in the word. And he is the word and it's in him. Are you hearing me? Because this is what the Bible says right here. It says says that He is the discerner. It's talking about the Word of God, and then it switches and says, He is the discerner. Who's He? He is Jesus. It's about encountering the living Word coming into our lives in a a a phenomenal way that we have not known before. And it says this, that He made my mouth like a sharp sword, and in the shadow of His hand, so He's releasing the Word, but yet He's forming us, right? And He's hiding you, and a hidden place is a good place to be. I mean, we're eager for platform, we're eager eager for God to expand ministries, we're eager for a lot of things, but I'm telling you, the hidden place I'm learning is the best place to be, because everything else comes out of the hidden place. Like, you're not, like, I'm telling you, this is why I started going about this weekend, because the the message is coming back and forth, back and forth, like, we need Jesus. Like, I'm happy for the events that we're going to have, but I need Jesus like, I don't... You understand what I'm saying? That the release of what God wants to do is in you seeking Him. And when you're hidden in Him, you're, you're actually... That's where you are positionally. You know that. Right? It says it in, in, in Ephesians. It says it in Colossians that your life is hidden in Christ. And so being in, hidden inside of Him, what happens in, in our pursuit and our, our determination to enter into the rest... <laughs> What is that? The rest is obeying God in all things, and then the, the milk flows. Come on, the butter at our feet, at the milk and the honey, like Job walked in, it flows because our lives are separated and put apart to, to what he's about to do. And so I want you to and, and he made me a polished shaft. That means his hand is working on us, even through the word, even through the living word, and in his quiver he has hidden me. Two times he says hidden. That means even after he's done with what he's doing, he's whoosh, he puts you somewhere and hides you till what? Till the day of deliverance. Because someone's going to need what you have inside. And then he said, I'll pull this one out. I'll lead this one right to my son, right to my daughter, so that when, he, when this person comes into the, their presence, all of a sudden I'm an arrow that's being shot into their lives. And you're called to be sharp. Sharp. Not sharp meaning harsh, sharp, like sharp, like stealth, like God using you as a weapon of choice so that when you're shot into the scenarios, into the places of influence, wherever you are called to, God begins to use you because you're now, you've been, come on, he whittled you down. <laughs> come on. When they've when they made the arrows in the ancient days, come on, they used this thing and it w- had a blade on it. And they just kept whittling and whittling and whittling and smoothing and smoothing and whittling until what? This a- this piece of wood was perfect and would fly straight. Wouldn't go this way, that way. Wouldn't go- Come on, those got thrown aside. But he's looking for a people that would be... In that when they're shot, they they, they hit the mark that they're called to. And you're called to hit a mark. And I'm going to ask you tonight, what mark are you called to hit? Because that will determine how you pursue the Lord, right? It shouldn't. Because if you just pursue Him, if I just pursue Him, He's going to reveal where I'm going. If I just pursue His presence... He just begins to reveal where I'm going. So, there's a hiding and a fashioning of the Holy Spirit's plan on your life. So are we able to sit and, and be hidden? Or are we always looking, come on, I, I watch people, they're looking for everything else other than Jesus. Not everyone, but most people who are pursuing, they're looking for everything else other than Jesus. Right? So Jesus is looking to make us who we are in him. Revelation chapter 2, verse 16 and 17 says this. He had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went two sharp, went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was like the sun in its strength. And I saw him, and I fell down dead at his feet. But he laid his right hand on me saying, don't be afraid, I'm the first and the last. So here's the deal. God is continuing to, for us to pursue. And in the, in, in the very sharpness of the word, it should bring us to the fear of the Lord. Like discerning the fear of the Lord. So let's go back here. It says this. Piercing even division of our soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the, the intents of the heart. So Jesus is the discerner of the heart. Right? It said Jesus knew that he he, he knew the religious people when they came to him they were going to ask him questions. He began to he knew their heart he knew their heart he discerned what they were about to say he knew their thoughts, and the gospel testifies in scripture that he's. The Lord is looking, and he knows your thoughts, right? He knows our thoughts. He knows where we're going. He knows where, as a man thinks, so he is. What is he looking at? He's looking at what you're thinking and where you're going. And what is the Lord? Let me tell you this. There's a man named William Branham. How many don't know William Branham? There's a couple people, okay. William Branham was uh, came out of the 1947 uh, healing movement, and he was one of the main guys that was was in that, and the reality was he, he he moved in this gift, right? He had this gift before he even knew Jesus that the Lord would just speak to him. He'd just speak to him. He didn't know what was going on. He didn't have any grid, and they didn't have any grid back there And he back then, and, and he became like the paramount guy in this whole movement. Why? Because he, he would stand on stage and begin to speak to dis- and discern people's hearts, and the Lord would give him Give him, like, details. Go down this street. Turn here. Go to that. There will be a lady sitting in the front. Her, her son's about to die in the back room. You need to go to her now. And this, come on, it's outside of the big stage because he was in the tents when they were tents filled with tens of thousands of people. And they'd just have healing movies. And he'd just talk about fishing stories and hunting stories until the Spirit of God would come next to him. The angel of the Lord. He said the angel of the Lord would come next to him and begin to speak to him. Speak to him conditions. Speak to him people's hearts. Speak to him things that were going on in the room. All of a sudden, he'd go, you know I'm waiting on something. There he is. (laughs) I'm saying that to say this. That the Lord is trying to come into into the church. Into this church. Into this community in a way that is so powerful that he's just waiting for one person. Come on. Are you the one person? I'm gonna ask somebody if they're the one person that will sit and wait, will listen for the Holy Spirit to come. Because it's come on, we're gonna model this. And I'm saying this because first Corinthians, ready? We're going there. First Corinthians 14, 24 and 25, and you know the scripture if you if you have any any uh, Bible knowledge of what the gifts look like, and it says, but if all prophesy and an unbeliever or an uninformed person comes, into, comes in, he is convinced by all and he is convicted by all. Ready? I'll keep going. Verse 25. And thus the secrets of his heart is revealed. And so, falling down on his face, he will worship God and report that God is truly among you. What am I saying? I'm saying that God, Holy Spirit, is trying to get inside of you. Jesus, the word, the discerner, the one who comes and visits you, the one who lives inside of you and lives beside you and comes in in power in different ways, shapes and forms in all kinds of different meanings, but can show up at your house at any given moment and will begin to speak to you and encourage you and he'll begin to tell you that people's Secrets of their hearts, not so that you can call out, come on, gross sins on people's lives. That's not what the purpose is. It's for this it's for releasing the compassion of Christ, it's for for releasing the love of Christ. It's for taking what He's giving you and giving you what? The discerner of the heart coming into your life in a new way. That's what He's looking to do. He's searching out a people. And I say all this because he's in everything. (laughs) Like, remember Revelation. Who knows the thoughts of a man except for the Spirit? That's chapter 2, I believe. But the reality is this, that the Lord is trying to invade our lives in such a way through this living word, becoming the one who discerns thoughts and intents of the heart. He's coming to invade. Psalm 33, verse 13. Ready? I want you to get God's perspective. And the Lord looks over us from where he rules in heaven. Gazing into every heart from his lofty dwelling place, he observes all peoples on the earth. The creator of our hearts considers and examines everything we do. Now, I'm going to ask you right now, is that reality? Do we understand and know that? That God, if he sees everything and knows everything and we're connected to him, then we'll see everything and know. <laughs> I'm trying to activate something tonight. Are you with me? Are you tracking with me? Are everyone okay? Okay, I'll read this instead. Colossians. Chapter 1 and verse 15. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. And he is before all things, and in him everything consists. Why am I saying that? Because there's this place that God's looking for all of us in this room, everyone within my hearing of my voice everyone in this place not just me although i'm going there you can follow right follow me as i pursue jesus that's all that's what paul said right follow me pursue just do follow me as i follow christ right and and here's the deal he's before all things and in him all things consist Ready? You want to know what the depths of that means? That means that if we're plugged into Jesus Christ, then you have knowledge of all things. Because it says that in Scripture. That we can know all things, and that we can hear all things, and we can see all things if we are connected into Him. Are you all right? I'm telling you, there's some place that the Lord wants to bring us where we discern what's happening around us. Why? Because the compassion of Jesus Christ. Not to get a good gift and show off. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm saying is falling in love with the discerner of the heart. (laughs) Becoming completely overtaken by who he is. And that we are so connected. I talked about union last week, being codependent. We need to be codependent. I'm gonna stay on that. Because I need to be codependent on Jesus so that he's the only one you're allowed to be codependent upon. (laughs) All other codependency is demonic. I'm serious. It's not healthy. But he's looking for us to be completely dependent upon him. And that's so he, when he speaks, you hear. When he puts you in a place where you, all of a sudden you're being asked a question, you know the answer to the question, or, come on, he gives you wisdom to answer the question. There's something of the Spirit of God that God wants to download onto us tonight. And it's about knowing and being in the mind of Christ. Let me put it practically for a moment. God is looking for us, for our minds to line up with him so that we get his heart on every situation in our lives. Let's not use it as a gift for a moment. Although he wants to pour it out like a gift. He wants us to realize that when he speaks, he... We hear him, and we do exactly what he says, right? It goes back to obedience. But when he's talking, and he's beginning to deposit, he's beginning to show us, then all of a sudden, all the questions that we've had about our lives, it, don't even, it doesn't even matter, because he is king over everything. Like, I don't serve another government. I serve one king, King Jesus. Like, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. When in Jesus, do as Jesus does. Not the WWJD, you know? No. What I'm saying is when the kingdom of God comes and invades us in in reality, in the golden reality that he shows up, honey, liquid, glory cloud, whatever it looks like, I don't care, you know? I want it. I want him to invade. And I have a feeling it's going to happen in the back room in my house or something but it needs to happen like that for everyone in this place. I'm encouraging you. I'm spurring you on to good works because I'm telling you the church needs to hear Jesus for themselves and not allow come on. There's there's going to be things coming in and moving around and you got to be able to hear. You got to be able to discern what's the spirit and what's the flesh. And this glory that's about to be revealed on the earth. You need to hear. You need to hear. You need to hear well. I need to hear above and beyond well. Like I'm kicking it up a notch for myself. Because why? Because I'm, I'm responsible for what comes in the gate of my house. Ready? First. Like what comes in the gate of my house? What comes into this gate? And I love what God's doing, so I want to protect it. But I don't want to control it. So we come on, we go, God, come, bring what bring what we're asking for. We want all of it. I want every bit of it. You want every bit of it. You shouldn't. If you don't, boom, come on. But there's something that the, the Holy Spirit wants to drive into us, and that is this. It's not a forceful thing, but he's given us a choice. He's saying, listen, will you just come close? Will you be completely dependent upon me? Will you look at my word like it's going to uh, reveal things about your heart that you never understood before? Because when the word pierces your heart, listen, I don't have to say a thing. Holy Spirit and the Word speaking to you is all you need. I know he gives five-fold gifts to the church. They're gifts, right? But they're not tyranny. They're not control units over the church. You hear what I'm saying? There's a reality of, of God coming and invading us in such a way that we just give ourselves completely over to it. And there's something dynamic that he wants to do in that. Like, we need to reveal, we need to understand situations that we're in right now. Like, what is the Lord saying? What season are you in? Come on, I was talking about this two, three weeks ago. What season are we in? What time is it? And he wants to open up these things, and he doesn't want you in in position to get, come on, step out of line and be not where God wants you to be because it could be life-threatening. I'm telling you, look at, look at the world today. Look at what happened over the, week. I put on, I found out through Facebook about shootings and I'm like, what is happening? Like I hadn't been on social media or nothing. I'm like, what is going on? I don't watch the news much. You need to be in the right place <laughs> at the right time. I'm telling you. That's not to put fear in anyone. Whoa, come on. <laughs> I see some people that, Just I see faces I'm like not to put fear in people but it is it's a fearful thing and that way when we fear the Lord come on we have awe we have wonder we just in everything we want the, the, the Lord to just show us the very place we're supposed to be we're not going to discern we, we need to discern everything we're not going to discern outside our, our sphere unless God gives us a discernment for that And God wants to speak to us in clarity, really clear. So why I'm saying that is because he doesn't want to fool around. Like, and I don't want you to fool around. I want you to be in the right place, and I don't want your life to be off kilter. How many want that? Come on, you want to be in the right place. You want God, you want to be right in the center of what God's doing. And so in the same way, ready, I'm going to apply it now. Now he's going to put people in your life. And it's not to, to walk, and, and listen, if we don't have the answer and you're not there yet, it's okay. I'm saying that now because I don't want people to leave. I'm not in that place. I'm not there. You're going to hear. I prophesy over your life. You're going to hear clear. I prophesy over your life that when people and friends and family come to you and they've got situations, you are going to have the answer of Daniel. You are going to have the things that that God speaks clearly to you to direct people. When people come to you with dreams, you will understand and know enigmas. Because, why? Because the same spirit that was on Daniel is available to you today. That when people are are in life wrecks, come on, how many know a life wreck? Come on, things that happen, you're going to know. You're going to have the bomb of Gilead on your tongue. Because that is what he wants to do. You've been sent in this earth, right, as an agent of change, as an agent of healing, as an agent of deliverance, as a person, right, that Jesus has anointed that breaks the yoke on people. That's, you hear me, you are sent. Jesus sent the 72. Jesus sent the 40 or however many are here, 30, I don't know, you know? Jesus is sending you to somebody. (laughs) So be available. So what I want to do tonight, I want to reconnect us to the living word, right? Tonight, that's what I want to do. I feel like the Lord wants to reconnect us to places where we haven't maybe discerned our situation, right? It doesn't have to be. I'm going to generalize it. God wants to reconnect you so that you have clear hearing and capacity to move, right? You're going to be active, and we're going to activate that tonight because there's activity, right? If, If we just, if I could open the screen behind me, right? Wouldn't that be wild? I'd love to do that. Come on, let's just see what's happening in heaven right now. No. but there's something happening right now and we want to step into it right, I loved what was said this weekend they, they <laughs> it was Michael, I don't know who I think Michael Cugliano said it one of those two said they would touch the curtain go down the curtain until they found the, the crease the opening and then they'd step through and that's what we want to do that's powerful Because sometimes we live behind the veil and God's always called us to live within the veil. Where do you think, (laughs) can I tell you, go back to William Brennan for a moment, because he lived his life in this place where he would just go into these panoramic visions. Like it would just be like a videotape of things happening. This one being in the room in that place and then then he'd walk in and he'd see everything set up and he'd walk into it and then the healing would happen. Simple, right? Because God wants to give a pattern. He still gives patterns. He wants to show us what the pattern is for every for everything, right? And sometimes it doesn't come like that, right? We have to just navigate our way. But I'm telling you, if we're asking the Lord to open the veil, right, so that we can get in, that's going to be something else. Because that's what he wants to do. He doesn't want to do it just in a Charlie Shamp meeting or... David Hogan meeting, or K.A. Sunday night, whatever. He wants to do it with you every day. Every day. Like when you call upon him, he's near. (laughs) Do we believe when when the Word says that? When you call upon my name, I'm right here. I'll never leave you or forsake you. I'm right there. So if he's right there, you have some questions to ask. And he says in Jeremiah, <laughs> call to me and I'll answer you, and I'll show you mighty things that you did not know. Jesus, okay, we'll put it in the New Testament. Jesus said the Holy Spirit's going to come, and when you ask him things, he's going to begin to reveal things that you don't know yet, and that's what you want. That's what we're after. And we live in that, but we're going to live in the reality of that. Yes? Okay, stand. Just crank that thing up for me, Dan, a little bit. So I'm going to ask you, really, just come. I, what I want you to do is, I, if there's been a disconnection, come on, and you f- you're feeling like I've not been connected well, that's not. It's just being humble, right? <laughs> That's all it's being... And humility will go huge ways in in Jesus, right? If we just humble, we just say, God, I want you to open up things. I haven't been hearing well. I want clarity. I want to hear you in a greater way. And I know probably almost everyone in this room wants that. But that's all right. There's plenty of room. So what I'm going to say is just come up. Just receive. Ready? We're not going to do anything. I love this. This was even from this weekend again. You don't have to do anything. You just receive. Someone may come by and pray for you. Donna, you can sit. But you know what I'm saying? God wants to do it for you. And I'm telling you, God is speaking clearer and clearer. So I'm I'm saying this to give you incredible faith on whatever he's about to do right now. He's speaking loud and clear. And you're going to hear loud and clear. And if you've been disconnected, God's going to begin to open things up. Right? Amen. So, Father, we thank you right now, even in these moments. Come on up. Come on. Don't worry about crowding me. Crowd me, crowd me, crowd me. No one has to stand on the outer courts. Come right in. I'll stand up here to get back. Come on, come on. So, Holy Spirit, we thank you right now, even in these moments. We thank you. 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 We thank you, Holy Spirit. We just lift up our hearts. We receive, God. We receive, we receive. We receive, we receive right now. We thank you for clarity. We thank you for the discernment in our hearts, Father, right now in these moments. Lord, we we believe on you. (laughs) We believe on you. I thank you for an impartation tonight just revealing yourself clearly, God. Lord, I thank you, you're a discerner of our hearts right now in these moments. And Lord, we don't hide, we know we can't hide one thing from you, so we give ourselves completely over. You know where we're at, you know where we we stand right now, you know what we've done in the past week, you know where we're at right now. And so Holy Spirit, we ask that you just release your grace and your power and your mercy and your presence and your person lord release those things over our lives right now that lord there'd be an increase in our hearing father right now in these in these moments right now and lord i pray for every person right here that lord you just release a greater uh, gravitational pull towards you lord that we'd just be pulled into you lord that there would be nothing that would hold us back that lord we'd be drawn we'd be drawn Lord, that none of us can come to you unless we're drawn by the Spirit. But I know the Spirit is always beckoning us. The Holy Spirit is always beckoning us. And Holy Spirit, I know, I know right now in these moments, you're calling each one of us into a closer place, closer proximity, closer availability to you. And Lord, we thank you. We thank you for what you're about to do. Even in these moments, Lord, you're so good. You're so powerful. You're way above any one of us that we could ever ask, think, or imagine. You're just incredible. And Lord, we ask that, Lord, you just would release something on us that would be of eternal value right now, right in these moments, that we would be able to discern people's hearts. Lord, we'd be able to hear and touch your heart and know the person around us, what's happening. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you.